Coming up on OSA Today, the podcast, we'll tell you what really happened at the state cheerleading meet and what's going to happen in the 6A class at the state swim meet. Plus, lots of hoops hysteria as we get closer to those state championships. It's a short and sweet, all-February edition of OSA Today, the podcast. And welcome into OSA Today, the podcast on the iHeartRadio app and RipCityRadio.com slash OSA Today. I am Bob Akamian, and we are right in the middle of winter championship season. Cheerleading complete this past Saturday, swimming on deck, wrestling in the hole, and all kinds of postseason basketball. It was another great Saturday at Veterans Memorial Coliseum. For the OSA On Point Community Credit Union State Cheerleading Championship, all the results and the scorecards are on display at osaa.org. If you go to the upper right corner and click Cheerleading Results, it'll take you right to it. Congratulations to Sandy Amp Christian, Gladstone, South Albany, Newburgh, Westview, and Tualatin. They are our team state champions. To drill down a little bit more on what really happened at the state meet, we bring in our expert, Natalie Stager. Well, let's start with the uh, the large schools championship because we had a very close finish between Newburgh and David Douglas. No penalty points. What does that mean? How clean were those two teams in their performance? Uh, those teams were very clean, both of them and their performances. They had very difficult skills, and they hit all of them. They didn't have any tumbling issues or stunting issues. And so, in the end, it really just came down to a tight, tight score of 0.3 points, so three-tenths of a point uh, between them. And Newberg ended up on top in that battle. And we should point out, I don't know if we explained it last week in our preview, but uh, how do you accumulate penalty points? How do you get things taken away from your score? Yeah, so we have different ways that you can lose points. The penalty points are taken off your final score. So if you score 150 points of all the scores you set up, then you get penalty points that take it off of that. So let's say a stunt falls or you're doing – a tumbling skill, and it's a back tuck, so you're not supposed to touch your hands down. And when you come down, you put your hands down. Um, each of those are a point. And so those are penalty points that are taken off after the end, but then they can also affect your execution scores um, in each of those areas. So your tumbling execution score might also go down as well as your stunting. So it's it, you actually lose more than just the penalty points uh, when something goes wrong like that. But those are mandatory, like, safety deductions. Well, two great stories of excellence continued this weekend as uh, Westview won another uh, co-ed small group title. Mm-hmm. I'm in South Albany, another uh, 5A championship, and those programs just keep bringing it, and obviously with new people coming in the program year after year. Yeah, actually, Westview made the switch to the co-ed small division this year. They were actually in the all-girl division before, but this is their fourth state title in a row. And um, very impressively, uh, it's Melissa Hooker's 10th state title as a cheerleading coach. So that's pretty impressive. Um, And then South Albany, yeah, they got their fifth state title in a row in the 5A division. They both did really well and uh, gave great performances and took home those titles. 
Just uh, what stood out for you in some of these categories? I mean, let's you know talk about the co-ed, the large and small. Twalton was the large champ. Westview was the small. Uh, what was special in those back with those two groups? Both of those groups, uh, in particular, Twalton and Westview, just had the difficulty all season. So their stunting ability, their tumbling ability, their jumps, all of that was at such a high caliber that even if there were a few mistakes. Uh, a lot of times the other teams just couldn't catch up to them. And so seeing both those teams come out on top is not a huge surprise, even though some other teams were kind of nipping at their heels all season. But they just started out at such a high skill level and they executed so well that uh, they put a lot of distance between themselves and the other team. And, uh, and how about South Albany in 5A? South Albany, not only do they have really high skills and abilities, because a few other teams in that division also have the same level of skills, but on Saturday they gave an amazing show. It was the best performance I've seen them do, and the crowd was really involved and loving it. They were super entertaining, and they hit all their skills beautifully, and so they were kind of unbeatable on Saturday. They were great. And they used, you talked about this last week, about the crowd needs to, to help their team. If they're calling out for you to respond, they need you to do it. So clearly, South was engaged with their fans. They really were. And they their energy built throughout the routine because they were doing everything so well that it was exciting to watch. And then their athletes also are just very, very good at uh, really showing their joy in the routine and having fun with it which makes the crowd want to be involved, too. So there was really high energy with their performance. Uh, Gladstone uh, had a pretty dominant mm-hmm. result in uh, 4A. Uh, what did they do that was uh, unique or interesting? Gladstone is similar to South Albany in that their routine was one that stood out with the energy. They had a creative routine, and they you could tell that they were excited to be out there. They were confident. They were really coming for this state title, they wanted it bad, and they showed that on the mat, and that's fun to watch. And then they paired that with really, really well-done skills. And so they get off the mat, and you just feel like you just watched something amazing. And they won, and uh, I think most people felt that they should. (laughs) Once they got off the mat, you were like, all right, that looks like a state championship routine. And then finally in uh, 3 2A, 1A, uh, Sandy M. Christian, uh, victors. And uh, it was a close score, but they took a penalty or else they would have been a pretty commanding winner against Delphian and Rainier. Yes. So Delphian uh, had a cleaner routine than Sandy M. Christian did in terms of penalties. Um, but Sandy M. Christian, looking at the scores, uh, had a little bit higher difficulty and scored a little bit higher um, in their overall routine score as well. And that's kind of like the components, like the transitions and formations and crowd leading. And so they had built a big enough buffer to have a few little things um, not affect them so much that they dropped down a place. But you're you're right. It was a one-tenth of a difference between – one-tenth of a point between Santiam Christian and Delphian. And that's as close as it gets in cheerleading. So it was a close call. Uh, every year the uh, Kim Hunter Positivity Award is handed out, and generally it's been like a – a, a team sportsmanship award, but you you picked out an individual this year, didn't you, to receive it? Yes, this year was really special. There was a young lady from Lake Oswego High School named Scout Buckner, and she was so visibly positive for all the teams, and uh, she she was actually like jumping up and down in the front rows, 
screaming for teams, yelling for teams, and there's no way possible that she knows every single one of those people she was yelling for. So she was just doing it to be a great sport, and everyone saw that. She was such a great example. And so it was really fantastic to see her get that award and see how honored she was to receive it, um, especially since the namesake of that award, Kim Hunter, was a friend to all of us and really represented um, positivity and cheer. And so for us to be able to give that to an individual is really special this year. And this is a sport where the season doesn't really end, and, and with the basketball <laughs> tournaments and the wrestling tournament coming up and swimming, I mean, a lot of these teams are going to get out and be cheering for other teams and their schools, and on big stages in front of bigger crowds. Uh, is this in the fun time of the year for cheer, or are there still things maybe you you want to work on and, and polish up a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's the time when the stress is kind of off. After state, everything kind of slows down because uh, going into state is a very hectic time because you're still trying to do all your basketball games and all your events and practice. So right now, a lot of teams will just be finishing up their basketball season. They might be attending some of those other um, meets and games for other sports as well. But typically, it starts to slow down just a little bit until tryouts come up again normally in April and May. And so this is the time when they get a little bit of rest once their basketball teams are done with their season. And again, we want to thank Natalie Stager for bringing her insight on cheerleading throughout the winter season. It is time to recognize the Wendy's Athletes of the Week. Marie Tomachoff of Silverton Girls Swimming and Keona Minguita of Eastland Christian Boys Basketball. Congratulations on your performances, and you can nominate the next Wendy's Athlete of the Week at osaa.org slash awards slash athlete. This week's cluster of the Big Blue Trophies will be handed out at the Tualton Hills Athletic Center on Walker Road in Beaverton. The OSAA On Point Community Credit Union Swimming State Championships are Friday and Saturday, the 21st and 22nd. Doors open at 8 a.m. Friday. The preliminaries will go in this order, 5A, 6A, and then the combined 4A, 3A, 2A, 1A class. And then on Saturday, the doors open at 7.15 in the morning and the 5A championship finals get things started at 8.15, followed by 6A, followed by 4A, 3A, 2A, and 1A. Well, Brian Butcher knows all about championship swimming. He's had quite the career at Jesuit High School, and he joins us for a little preview. Well, the state championship, certainly nothing unusual for uh, Jesuit swimming. Uh, what? What kind of atmosphere and attitude do you try to build around your team when you get to this week? Uh, mostly just um, the excitement of uh, representing your high school. Um, so when they come together, they all have a focus goal to do the best they can. And uh, the week coming up to it, we, uh, we have a couple activities that we do during the week. We have like a, a team dinner and, and, and so on, and a couple meetings. And we just kind of talk about the logistics of it and and we really want them just to have a lot of fun and obviously your league meet is always pretty dynamic in itself because there's so many great swimmers on the metro uh anything any special memories from that this past week um well the boys um medley relay broke the the record 
for the district meet. You know, their attitude was we, you know, we we talk about getting the relays to state, and um, Marco Nozak he he said, well, if it happens, it happens, but let's just get the relay first to state, and everything else else will be taken care of. And uh, they end up breaking that record that they set uh, the previous year, so that was kind of exciting. So give us a sense of the uh, the boys' chase now in, in the large schools. What's that going to come down to this weekend? I think it's going to be consistent uh, with the new format. You know, you, you can't win state the first day, but you can definitely lose it. Um, just having nine people go into finals now. So it spreads things out a lot more. Um, everybody has a more of a, an important role uh, to swim their best times and just put their best out to see if that will get them into the top nine and uh for people that are maybe for the for the family member just coming to the meet you know, maybe it's the only one they see all year uh, a little more detail of the new format and uh, and what is something to watch for when you're at the meet so the new format they uh rolled out last year uh, the six day the big teams um uh, 18 swimmers qualify for state uh we have uh basically two heats or two prelims you know um on friday and the top nines from the next day for points. And so it's it gets really fast very quickly. And then how about the uh, girls 6A this year? What are you looking at there? Uh, the 6A, it seems like it's it's more spread out. Um, a lot of new swimmers, uh, a lot of fast freshmen are out there. Um, you know, consistency and, and just making sure that you do your best on that Friday, um, and hopefully your best will get you in the top nine. And then on Saturday, you know, it's just being consistent um, and just kind of executing. And, of course, an athlete in the girls' competition that people are getting to know more about now is Caitlin Dobler from Aloha, and she's going to be swimming in the uh, U.S. Championships, chance to go to Tokyo this year. Uh, what does uh, somebody with that kind of star power bring to the state meet? Um, I think one thing is when, when she does swim, uh, you know, a lot of swimmers will watch her swim. And, uh, you know, her, her starts are very explosive and, um, you know, her, her, just her execution of those starts is so well done. So a lot of, a lot of swimmers watch that and are trying to figure out how she's doing it. And, um, and it really just elevates the whole, the whole league as a whole. And, you know, and, you know, I had, a, I had a chance to do Missy Franklin's last two high school meets in Colorado and, it was interesting to watch the spectacle of the, the kids that raced her. It wasn't this, oh, my God, I'm having to race Missy Franklin. It's, wow, I get to swim in the same pool with Missy Franklin. And uh, that's kind of a thing. I think in all individual sports, but certainly in swimming, I mean, you you love to test yourself against the best person possible. Yeah, that usually brings out the best, too. So uh, being challenged and having someone else swim, um, that's that caliber next to you. Um helps elevate you as a swimmer as well. This will be the second year at uh, Twalton Hills Park and Rec, and, of course, last year was an emergency situation. Now that you know the water you're in, uh, how how good is this facility for the state meet? I think uh, THPRD, the staff, does a great job of setting up the meet. It's very smooth. Um, last year went very smooth. Um, there's plenty of area, you know, to warm down and, and get prepared for your races. Um as for swimmers, I mean, I felt that we have plenty of room on deck. Um, so from that aspect, uh, spectator, I didn't really spend a lot of time looking at that, but usually we, we have a pretty good turnout of people that come to watch. 
uh, when we were at Mount Hood. So, um, but I think they they have it organized enough that they're like rotating people um, to a better area. Uh, at least last year they were. So, I think that's very helpful. And as a as a fan of the sport yourself, and I know you support anybody that's successful in elevating the sport. Any anything you're going to watch just from the fan standpoint this weekend? Um, I think that uh, for me at this meet, it's, it's I just try to enjoy watching the swims <laughs> and uh, acknowledge you know all the hard work the swimmers have done, and also you know the mental part of it where it's always nice seeing swimmers do something they thought they couldn't do and they do it and they're just in they're just like in disbelief that was me i just did that uh, that's always fun to watch and of course the nfhs network will stream all of the sessions of the state swim meet live go to nfhsnetwork.com to register and be ready to watch the action if you can't make it to Tualatin hills Of course, we know that a lot of you come to osa.org to look at those basketball polls every week. We're getting closer to the postseason, of course, a week away for the 3A, 2A, and 1A schools before they begin postseason. Two more weeks to go in the regular season. As we take a quick spin through the polls, Beaverton on top of 6A girls. LaSalle is number one in the 5A poll, and they uh, defeated Wilsonville in the big rivalry game, so they have split that regular season series, and don't be stunned if that is the state finals matchup in 5A. Philomath on top in 4A girls, Klatskanai in 3A, Kennedy in 2A, and Crane in 1A. The boys' coaches' polls are out as well. It continues to be Jesuit and Jefferson on top of 6A. Jeff has clinched the PIL championship. Churchill leading Silverton and Crater in that narrow race in 5A. Maris Kaplick, uh, commanding lead in the 4A coaches' poll. Salem Academy in 3A. Western Christian in 2A. And the 1A top-ranked team continues to be Triad. That's it for the podcast this week. Everyone's busy with postseason. We hope you enjoy getting out to your favorite OSAA state championship event. We'll see you next week. I'm Bob Akami, and thanks for joining us on OSAA Today, the podcast. <laughs>